0: Welcome to UCI Law Talks from the University of California, Irvine School of Law. For all our latest news, follow UCI Law on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.
1: Good morning. Thank you for joining us. My name is Austin Parrish, and I'm the Dean and a Chancellor's Professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Law. This is UCI Law Talks, the podcast where you learn more about the amazing anteater community that is UCI Law, but also you get to hear from leaders and lawyers of Orange County and obtain a glimpse into why we have such an inspiring legal profession here in Southern California. Today, what a privilege. Michael Gregg, the president of the Orange County Bar Association and a partner with Littler Mendelssohn, joins us. Michael, great to have you on the show. Welcome to UCI Law Talks. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, great to see you this morning. But Michael, you're the president, as I said, and a member of the executive committee of the Orange County Bar Association. You know, we have many listeners who are law students or new lawyers. Maybe we could begin with the basics. What is the Orange County Bar Association? So
0: edits it's for the OCBA is a professional association of judges, attorneys, and law students that practice here in the Orange County area. It's one of the largest voluntary bars in the country with about seven to 8,000 members. The OCBA's mission is to enhance the system of justice, support the lawyers who serve it, and assist the community. It's a lot of words there, but we have a lot of different programs uh, that we uh, have here at the Bar to assist attorneys, support the community, and lawyers as well. So we might enhance justice in a myriad of ways by supporting our, our judiciary, supporting court funding, weighing on various proposals at the state bar or the judicial council or any number of other organizations. But at the core of what we do is we support attorneys. We bring them together to network, share ideas, learn about the latest legal developments uh, in any given area of law. Uh, We have uh, 26 specialty sections, which are different attorneys from different practice areas that network and learn about legal developments. We have 22 different committees that serve specific purposes. For example, we have a Judiciary Committee that evaluates candidates that have applied to serve on the bench. We have Community Outreach Committee that organizes uh, community service activities for OCBA members. And we have 15 different affiliate bar organizations. These are separate organizations that are affiliated with the OCBA, such as the Orange County Trial Lawyers Association, Thurgood Marshall Bar, Orange County Women Lawyers Association. So the OCBA does a lot, but at its core, it's here. Enhance justice, support lawyers, and uh, assist the community.
1: Yeah, that support's extraordinary. I've got to say, I could... uh... When I look at my calendar, if I include the affiliate bars, it seems like I could almost do a bar association event every night of the week. And uh, you must know that as president. So maybe I could ask how long you've been involved with the association. And I know you've served for quite some time in leadership positions. And maybe you could talk a little bit about what it means to be president and what you've done during your term.
0: Yeah, so I've been involved with the OCBA since 2015. I was elected to the board, served a number of years, and then um, was elected secretary in 2019. And at the OCBA, we have a a ladder uh, system whereby if you're elected secretary, you progress through the various uh, officer positions, eventually to president and then immediate past president. So I was elected secretary in 2019. Served as treasurer in 2020, president-elect in 2021, and I may have the the year off, but eventually now as president in uh, 2023. Uh, So been involved in in various capacities, first as a board member, served for about six years, elected secretary, and then have progressed my way through uh, the organization in various roles.
1: Yeah, well, you're going to join a distinguished group of past presidents. So if I look at some of the people I most admire in Orange County as lawyers, there's a lot of them that have served as president of the Bar Association. So I've got to ask, you're completing your term soon. I, If I understand correctly, I think elections are occurring right now. When does the turnover actually occur and what's next for you? Does this mean you no longer get to go to Bar Association events? Are you <laughs> you done after this long term of service?
0: Yeah, so the turnover officially happens at the on a calendar year basis, so January of next year. At the beginning of each year, we have our judges night and annual meeting where the officers and board members are sworn in. Uh, That takes place typically in the middle or so of January. Uh, But in reality, the transition occurs much sooner than that because the CEO, executive director, Trudy Lewandowski, uh, works with the incoming president to plan the goals and programs for the coming years. So while I am the 2023 president currently, there is some transition that goes on well before 2024 to plan, for example, judges night and uh, programs and goals uh, for next year as well. So my role as president ends effectively at the end of the year. And so, as I had mentioned previously, There's a ladder position such that uh, my role next year will be uh, immediate past president of the OCBA. That means I'll serve as a member of the executive committee of the OCBA, and as well, I'll serve as president of the Orange County Bar Association's charitable fund, which is the philanthropic arm of the OCBA. Uh, So my work will continue, but um, in a different capacity next year. And I know you'd also ask me about initiatives for the year and uh, what it sort of means to be president. Essentially, I preside over board of director and executive committee meetings. I write a monthly column that appears in the OC Lawyer magazine. I attend uh, OCBA and other related events. And among other things, some of the initiatives uh, that I've uh, worked on and continue to work on this year is creating a podcast, actually, uh, just like we're uh, on today. So the podcast uh, that we have created at the OCBA is entitled Raising the OC Bar. And the idea is to spotlight the rich and unique history of the Orange County legal community. Uh, anything from landmark cases to uh, impactful institutions, legal trailblazers. Uh, We've done a podcast on PLC history, Community Legal Aid SoCal, OCBA history. We have a whole bunch of others in the works. So the point is to tell people about the rich and unique history that we have here in Orange County. Also working on a idea called Practice Pointers Portal, the idea there is to create a library of short and discrete videos on legal topics to help OCBA members better represent their clients and navigate the courts. Uh, so think you know, short YouTube videos but geared towards lawyers on discrete legal topics. So those are some some of the things uh, that I've worked on and continue to work on. and uh, you know obviously a lot of different things that come up as needed as well.
1: Michael, congratulations on a fabulous term and that and the light is at the end of the tunnel. I know how much work it is as president and still will be a lot of work as past president. But uh, congratulations on a fabulous year. Um, you know, you mentioned there, you know, a lot of great things. One of the core parts, as you said, is all these events that are designed to connect the legal community, help lawyers network, help support them. Which events would you highlight if you were, you know, recommending to a law student or a new attorney or somebody new to Orange County and they wanted to dip their toe into getting involved? Are there a couple of events that you would say these are these are signature ones that you really can't miss?
0: Yeah, I would say probably the signature event would be judges night and annual meeting that I mentioned earlier. That's where We honor, number one, our local judiciary, and we swear in the officers and directors of the Orange County Bar Association, as well as the OCBA Charitable Fund. Uh, So that's a great event. It's an opportunity to meet a bunch of lawyers, meet our local judiciary. It's always a great event. On a more sort of casual, more casual setting, there are a number of charitable events that I think are really cool to attend, we have a golf scramble each year, typically in the spring, where we go out at various golf courses. And I'm not a great golfer, but I, I go out. It's a you know social event where you get to meet judges, attorneys as well, in a more laid-back setting on a golf course. And maybe uh, we have a, typically have a reception afterwards where you can you know mingle and talk with folks. And then we have uh, typically in August of each year, we have an event called Razor Glass. That's a social event, wine tasting event where attorneys get together. There are a lot, there's a live auction where you can bid on different trips and other things. Uh, wine tasting, really cool social event, uh, laid back, an opportunity to just to get to meet folks in the Orange County community. Uh, So we have a slew of other events, but those are probably the key ones that I would point out. We also have, as I mentioned, a number of affiliates. Our affiliates have annual galas as well. For example, Thurgood Marshall, the Hispanic Bar, Orange County Asian American Bar, they have really great annual galas. And I think those are really cool to attend to get a full flavor and perspective of what it's like to practice in Orange County.
1: Yeah. And for a new lawyer or somebody new to Orange County, what a great way to catapult you into the community. And, um, you know, it seems like it's, although we're such a big area and, and there's so many attorneys here, it does seem like we have a closer knit community than than some of the bigger cities. And um, I think the bar associations is one of the w- ways that attorneys get to know each other so well, which is, it may also be the addiction to golf in Orange County, but that <laughs> that, that might be another reason. So well, that, I think those are great tips for somebody who's thinking about events they should attend. When you're not serving as president or attending bar association events, you're also a lawyer and a shareholder with Littler. Can you describe a little bit about your practice and how you got started in that practice?
0: I'm an employment attorney. Uh, the gist of what that means is, we, is I represent employers, management on a broad range of employment matters, Uh, They could deal with uh, state statutes or federal laws, unionized or public sector employees, employers and labor relations matters. So a a whole slew of issues that come up. But at the core of it, we uh, represent the interests of employers uh, as it relates to their workforce. I started off in employment law by working at a small four attorney firm in Orange County, uh, representing employers. And then I transitioned to my current firm, and I've been here at Littler since 2005.
1: Yeah, and what a great employment firm it is. It's well known nationally for its work. You know, you also mentioned that some of the affiliates, and you mentioned a couple of times, the Third Good Marshall Bar Association. If I understand correctly, you're one of its founding members. We love the Third Good Marshall Bar Association because so many of our graduates from UCI Law are engaged and have served as leadership positions in that organization. Can you talk a little bit about what it is and what it means to be an affiliate of the Orange County Bar Association?
0: Yeah, so the the Third Good Marshall Bar Association is, as I mentioned, an affiliate of the OCBA. I I guess I'll, I'll cover first what it means to be an affiliate. So we have 15 separate affiliates. They're essentially standalone bar associations. They have their own mission. Uh, They have their own constituencies, Uh, but there is an affiliation with the OCBA, and there's a formal application process. So if an organization, a legal organization in Orange County of lawyers would like to affiliate or be an affiliate of the OCBA, they submit an application. Uh, They have to have at least 25 or more members were eligible to be members of the OCBA so attorneys, uh, law students etc and of those members of their membership, the greater of uh, 60% or 25 of the members must also be members of the OCBA So the idea there is that there's an overlap obviously in membership to uh, foster that affiliation and being an affiliate means that the OCBA, Works with that organization, provides a number of resources, mailing address, uh, phone number, promotes their events, works with them in terms of collaborating on different programs and the like. So it's essentially, you know, a, a close relationship among uh, the two organizations. We work together to fulfill base our essential missions and to foster that and push that out.
1: That makes sense. And and what about the Thurgood Marshall Bar Association itself? How did you find that? Or you were a founder? How did you found it? And what's its purpose and goals?
0: Yeah, so the Thurgood Marshall Bar is focused on connecting, supporting and increasing the Black uh, legal community in Orange County. Um, so that's their specific mission. I was involved with a number of other attorneys back many years ago in forming that organization. Uh, we met over a number of years, um, created the, uh, the bylaws, did outreach to solicit board members. We uh, sought to affiliate with the OCBA to get our name out there to the larger community. And over the years, the organization has grown. It supports uh, the legal community in a myriad of ways, law students in particular is a focus of uh, TMBA, bringing folks together for events, and just helping to increase diversity in the Orange County legal community. I, I served as president in 2016 as well of Thurgood Marshall, but it was just a collaborative approach of five or so attorneys. We got together, we met for lunch over a period of years, and the we, we wanted to form this organization. It took a little while, but we got it up and running, and and now it's a thriving uh, bar association.
1: Yeah, it does a lot of great work with our students. And you know, as I mentioned, uh, Holly Washington is the past president, she's our grad. Anaya Denka is a current president, as I understand it, she's our grad. Trey Wilson is going to be the incoming president or is the president elect. So uh, we're really proud that so many of our alums have joined that organization and are taking on leadership positions. I mentioned this before. I've talked to a number of people that sort of remark how close knit Orange County is, and partly that maybe the bar associations and the networking events, but more broadly, what do you see as some of the best aspects of practicing in Orange County, and why is it a nice place to practice law?
0: Yeah, so I've learned a lot about. I've been in Orange County since uh, 2006, and I practice in LA as well. And what I've learned from Being in Orange County is that it has the small town feel, but with that small town feel, it's a sophisticated legal market. And part of that small town feel, uh, I think, is just built into the fabric of Orange County. It's agrarian beginnings, and it's just always had that feel to it where you see folks that you, uh, local attorneys at different events, everyone, most people by and large know each other. Um, We have the best courts in the country, uh, the most accessible. If you go to events, you can hear from judges, uh, meet them. They're transparent. It's just a great market to practice. And I think part of that has just been woven into the fabric of Orange County, which has always had that small town feel where folks are accessible and transparent.
1: Yeah. I, I also think it might have something to do with traffic too. When I used to practice up in Los Angeles, if you wanted to get across town, that was a, I always felt it was harder to get from downtown to to century city than it was to fly to New York, you know, just because of the traffic. And here it's, you know, it's fairly accessible. Last night we had an event here at the law school where seven of the local judges uh, from the superior court just showed up and and all of them said, ah, "I was just 10 minutes away. So we thought we'd pop by and talk to some students, which as you say, is really a nice feel to be able to have that High level of practice, really some of the most innovative legal cases in in the country happening here, and yet, uh, as you say, still have a little bit of that small town feel. So I, I very much agree with you. The weather doesn't hurt either. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I uh, you know part of this podcast is to sort of be a resource for incoming law students and current law students to talk a little bit about how you develop a path and how you how how careers develop and and maybe I could ask you, how did you start on your path to law? And growing up, did you know you wanted to become a lawyer or, or what inspired you? What was your uh, uh, how did you get where you are now? Yeah. So, no, I I did
0: not know that I wanted to be a lawyer. I decided in in high school that I wanted to tell stories and that was going to be my focus. Um, so I, uh, I fell in love with films and telling stories and thought I would pursue that. I have uh an immigrant. I'm I'm actually an immigrant myself, immigrated from Jamaica with my mother at a young age. And as an immigrant, she didn't uh, see film as a serious endeavor. She didn't see it as a serious uh, academic pursuit. So she was not inclined to uh, support that. So I majored in English, creative writing. And then when I, I attended USC, and then w- while at USC, I would frequently go to uh, the Lion Center with my roommate. And while at the Lion Center, I would run into a couple law students at USC, and we would, we got to know each other over time, just running into each other at the gym, and they would just talk about their experience at law school. And it was that chat, chance encounter, actually, talking to law students at USC about their experience that sort of sparked the idea in my mind about considering considering law school after obtaining my BA. And so while I was in law school, I'm sorry, while I was in uh, undergrad at USC my final year, that was uh, sort of when that idea sparked in my mind and I started pursuing that and planning for uh, pursuing law school. So it certainly wasn't planned. Um, It was uh, just a byproduct of, of meeting people that were law students and their experiences and that sparking the catalyst.
1: Yeah, you know, a couple of things you say uh, resonate really well with me. So one, I think students often, uh, you know, they're reading Reddit or blogs or some other things, and they think that everybody's got it figured out. And your story is incredibly common. Um, The literature actually suggests that those chance meetings or those opportunities for mentorship and not only in college, but also in high school, can make a tremendous difference as to whether somebody actually gets that spark and ends up in law school. And then the other thing is, uh, which, which resonates with me is how much influence uh, a mom can have. <laughs> I'm a, I also am a to the United States and, uh, I agree with your, uh, I can see how that path developed and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, how about after you went to law school? So you, you got into law school and you you started doing what law students do. When you first graduated, did you, did you have the vision? It was all planned out. You become the president of the Orange County Bar Association, a partner at a, a very well-known employment firm, or how did that path, was that also sort of linear or was it a little more sort of, you know, working hard, networking and sort of taking it day by day?
0: It was all day by day. None of it was linear. And in in part, it's because I candidly, I didn't know what practicing as an attorney meant. I didn't know any attorneys other than the law students that I'd met on campus, which sparked, as I said, the the interest in, in law school. I'd never spoken to an attorney. I didn't know what the day to day was like. I kind of fantasized in my mind from what you might see on TV or Sort of create in your own mind like what it might be to practice law, but I didn't have a sense, true sense of of what it was like day to day or at all. So I was just interested in the bigger concept of law and justice and make and having an impact, but where and how that would play out, I candidly didn't think that through. And so probably in retrospect, if I was giving myself my younger self advice, I would have told myself to think through those things, but I don't know if it would have really changed much, but I just did not, certainly didn't plan out, you know, where I am today and that going to law school would have, would have led to where I am
1: currently. You know, uh, here at UCI Law, we, when we founded the law school, you know, we're, we're about to celebrate our 15th year anniversary. We decided that one of the things that was missing from legal education, or that law schools traditionally had done a great job of teaching the law, the doctrine, how to think like a lawyer, they did an okay job about clinical education and having students actually have real life experiences working with clients, working with legal documents while they're in law school. But then the big gap was actually telling students what lawyers do and how the legal profession what the legal profession looks like how it's structured what's the difference in the ways law firms are structured and how the difference between work being done in government or corporate or in corporate work and And public interest and nonprofits. And so we actually have a mandatory first-year course that usually occurs in the first semester. It starts in the first semester uh, on the legal profession, uh, designed to explain to students a little bit about what the legal profession looks like and some of its big challenges in order to provide a little more of a foundation. Not fully, you you don't actually know until you get into it, but a little bit of sense about what lawyers do. So, So many students, I think, come to law school thinking either that they're going to practice in a very large law firm in New York on Wall Street, not knowing what that means, but just having heard Mm -hmm. about it, or they want to do human rights work in Cambodia. And both are good, but both are very, very small percentages of what actual lawyers do and and the best sort of ways that people use a law degree. So, I don't know. I think it's inspiring to hear from people who are at the top of the legal profession, who are leaders, that can tell a student who's just starting out, "Well, you know, I didn't have it all figured out either, and uh, and look what I've done." I think I think that's inspiring myself.
0: Yeah, no, and it, and I think even if you think you have it all figured out, it it doesn't always play out that way. I, I would imagine, like in most instances, you can script it you can script the plan, but life has its own way of, you know, presenting opportunities and detours. And, uh, but I do think there's a benefit to having that perspective and knowing at least what you're looking at before you jump into, uh, into law school. So I think it's a great, it's a great, uh, program that you guys have at UCI.
1: Yeah. Well, so I I agree with you very much that it's nice to be thoughtful and mindful, but, uh, but geez, if you don't have the detours and the sort of the unexpected twists and turns, what's the fun in life, right? And so I, I think there's a nice balance to be. I think thinking through what you want to do, but then also being flexible to take advantage of those great opportunities that might present themselves, and and being ready to to make little tweaks and and changes. And you know, I think maybe 50 years ago, people's careers were a little more sort of set. While now, mobility and changes and changes in practice is pretty common with, with lawyers and. You often, we now often talk about lawyers having multiple careers as they sort of see different stages of their life and and make impacts in different ways. Well, look, at the law school here, we emphasize the importance of public service and a deep engagement uh, with our community. You've given back significantly through your work with the Orange County Bar Association. But maybe I can ask you, how do you see public service and public interest work as being a component of what it means to be a lawyer? And how does that connect to the special responsibilities that lawyers may owe to the public?
0: Yeah, so I appreciate that question. Um, My perspective on this has certainly matured over the years, but at its core, I actually see uh, lawyers as essential, as an essential component of a thriving society. I think many, myself included, uh, sometimes take for granted that our system of justice in the society we live in is guaranteed. But it's, you know, I realized as I've uh, you know gotten a little older that it's far from guaranteed. And so the institutions that we have, such as the OCBA that serve the greater good, I've grown to appreciate uh, how important those institutions are. In the rights and the freedoms that we have and and the society that we live in. And so I think it's integral. I think, you know, obviously we work in a profession, it's a business. uh, You have to make the living. But I think we take for granted a lot of the benefits that we have and assume that they're guaranteed. So, for example, uh, you know, the OCBA was instrumental in convincing the Orange County Board of Supervisors to appoint a public defender to represent indigent individuals in criminal cases. It was instrumental in the establishment of a uh, building of a federal courthouse in Orange County. Court of Appeal, instrumental in bringing the Court of Appeal. All those things we sort of take for granted, but our legal community would just not be the same without those institutions. And all of that required folks to give of their time and energy uh, for the greater good, and so I have a, a much greater appreciation of of the role that attorneys play and why it's important that we uh, think about these bigger picture
1: things. Yeah, I think it's it's amazing how many people's lives can be impacted by law in different ways, and if you don't have access to a lawyer, it can make it really difficult to navigate. And so. Uh, as you say, lawyers play an important role, not just in the legal community, but more broadly, and their impact is significant. Yeah, it, it raises, you know, a question to me. I, you know, I have a few relatives that will occasionally send me a bad lawyer joke, and you know, it's not uncommon to hear a negative view of lawyers. I certainly there's some in our profession that don't do us any favors uh, in the national press from from things that. We, we might not be particularly proud about but but i have to say when i meet with leaders in orange county and los angeles san diego the whole southern california i'm struck by how how impressive and and what a difference people have made in their communities while they're practicing law particularly here in orange county they can practice at a really high level um they can have really challenging and and be able to use their brain power around creative things as as a lawyer but also they get to give back in broader ways and and serve you know, in a much broader way than just being a lawyer. I'd love to get your thoughts on that and, and what's your experience. Maybe it's uh, too glib a question, but uh, have you enjoyed being a lawyer? And, and do you like the practice of law?
0: I do, especially as I've sort of grown and matured. You know, I, I too hear and have heard the negative views of of lawyers and their role. It's easy. It's uh, some of them are are humorous, and I and I understand it because there's this perception that maybe some folks or some individuals, they don't deserve or they shouldn't have a particular legal defense. But I I completely disagree. I think the great aspect of our system of justice is that, you know, everyone, irrespective of your circumstances, you have legal rights. And we follow the rule of law. You know, I think that's obviously that's that's essential to our system of justice. People don't go out and start businesses if they can't rely on contracts that they'll be enforced. I heard a few folks that uh, mentioned this recently at a couple dinners that I attended. That when you look at societies where uh, there are no attorneys or um, there's a lack of attorneys, you have injustice, you have corruption, you have all these things that no one wants to live in those societies. So like I said before, I think attorneys are essential, are key components to any thriving society. Um, we don't practice uh, mob justice, whatever the the larger uh, sort of majority believes. We don't just follow that. We have rules in place and we follow those. And, you know, I, I think that's a good thing for us.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, we have a very, very large uh, clinical program here at UCI Law, one of the largest, I think, compared to the size of our student body. And and we unique, well, not uniquely, but but somewhat distinctly require every student to complete a clinic. But you really get to see how lawyers can make a difference as you see students working with lawyers out in the community, whether that's on family violence or domestic violence, environmental issues that are facing Southern California on water quality, water quantity issues, could be immigration work. It could be small businesses and entrepreneurship could be community economic development. Um, it just really runs the gamut. But uh, you can kind of see how law impacts in so many different ways and can make a difference in sort of the day-to-day lives. So I we're running out of time. And so um, I might end by kind of a self-serving question. But you know, one of the things I found remarkable since I arrived in Orange County is how supportive the Orange County community is of UCI Law School. And and it was because of members of the bench and bar and leaders and community that UCI Law was founded 15 years ago. Now, I realize you have two degrees from USC. So I suspect that maybe a slight leaning towards the Trojan mascot over the Eater mascot. But from your vantage point, uh, has there been advantages to having a University of California uh, law school here in Orange County? And, and what do you see the benefits are?
0: No, absolutely. I think uh, a huge, huge impact. As I had mentioned, uh, Previously, we have a podcast, the OCBA, Raising the OC Bar, and we had a recording uh, recently on OCBA history. And we had a number of uh, participants on that recording, including uh, Gene Andres, Tom Malcolm, uh, Judge Andy Guilford, all uh, former OCBA presidents. And one of the things that we talked about during that recording was the growth of the Orange County legal community and uh, its growth from being maybe a bedroom community to a major economic market. And all agreed that the, number one, the establishment of the federal courthouse in Orange County played a huge role, and that uh, the establishment of UCI Law School had a, a tremendous impact as well in our Orange County legal community. So I think it it helped uh transform orange county from bedroom community to major economic power it's uh had a huge impact on, on our market.
1: Yeah well I like to think so I what I'm inspired with on a day-to-day basis is just the quality of the students and when we welcomed the new class this semester my initial thought was how on earth did I ever get into law school and cuz they're an inspiring group and As you say, I think that's great. It's great for us, but it's also great for Orange County to be able to bring in that next generation of leaders and instill in them the importance of public service and practicing law at at a really high level. So, Michael, it's been absolutely fabulous. I know how busy you are. So, I really appreciate you carving out some time to come on UCI Law Talks. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Any final words for our listeners before we sign off? Uh, Final words would be if you are an attorney, uh, join the OCBA. We have
0: a slew of resources to assist you in your practice. And I'm obviously biased. I think uh, we have uh, one of the great uh, legal markets in the country. And I'd like to see uh, the OCBA thrive and become one of the largest. We are one of the largest, but the largest bar association in the state of California. So become a member.
1: Well, Michael, hey! on that note, congratulations again on a fabulous year as president, and uh, thank you for all the support of UCI Law and, and of our students, and uh, thanks again for joining us on UCI Law Talks. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to UCI Law Talks. For all our latest news, follow UCI Law on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.